Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Hi, guys. Hi. This is Goop Yourself, the podcast where we talk about everything goop. I'm Brian Rucker. I'm Aggie Hewitt. Uh, making those holiday plans? Am I making those holiday plans? Um, not really. I no. mean, is anybody? I I, I should hope no not. one. The holidays are like not good this year. Uh, yeah, it's like I mean, obviously the world is falling apart. You know, COVID deaths are at a horrible Zero level. ICU beds in LA. Ugh. Um, so I really, yeah, everyone should literally not leave their house unless they absolutely have to. Um. And but also it's just like, oh, sorry, go on. I was going to say, and like the ho- the sort of holiday stuff is just like an extra little film of like stress on top of all the other stress going on. Yeah. I mean, I really kind of was hoping that the holidays would feel, I don't know, like a time to sort of distract myself and like a reminder, like a relief it would feel like some sort of a relief. And they really don't. I mean, I guess it's better than if they were like, it's canceled (laughs) this year or whatever. I mean, I guess I would rather have some like normalcy, like a little reminder of tradition, which I think is like a useful tool to helping people get through challenging times. But I don't have any like, I'm not excited about it. I'm not like nothing is it's just like yeah it's just sort of stressful I have Uh, complicated feelings about Christmas anyway yeah yeah I'm still buying I mean like I I bought stuff online and uh like you know things are being sent to my family and I bought stuff for John um and other than that I did order a duck to cook oh wow that's very 
little women of you. I guess. Yeah. I, I like just sort of impulsively ordered a duck from McCall's meat to pick up mm, the day before nice. Christmas Eve. Um, but I, other than that, I literally haven't done any like planning for what I'm going to cook or whatever. I mean, I have no energy for any of that. So mine is like, my holidays are pretty much over because I do Hanukkah. Um, I don't really like Christmas is, we do like in my family, like a Christmas Eve dinner because my grandmother always did it. And um, my grandfather passed away on the Christmas Eve. So it's sort of like a memorial for him. And like, Mm -hmm. it's just like on that side of the family, we just like have a dinner. And then, um, we also sort of do like a really small, like little gift exchange with my aunt. Like we go to my aunt's house and just sort of like hang out and it's like pretty chill, but it's, it's not, um, I don't do like a big Christmas dinner or anything like that. So but for Hanukkah, usually we'll do like, I'll go to my mom's house and there'll be like some, there'll be like at least one night of like Hanukkah observing. Yeah. So it, and last night was the eighth night. So it's over. Um, and I got, I have like zero energy, like for Thanksgiving, I had no energy. I was like, I'm not cooking anything. I just don't want to do it. Like, I don't want to make, I don't want to mess up my kitchen to make like a feast for me and Brian. I just, I can't. So but I did for Hanukkah. I was like, this is a very Christmassy thing, but there were all these things about beef wellingtons, which are like mm. so delicious. And I hadn't had one in so long. And I was like, I'm just going to go to fucking Trader Joe's. I got a frozen one that they have oh. from Trader Joe's. Okay. I got, I made lot because I got, my mom bought me these like really good donuts from this Jewish bakery that they only have like at Hanukkah and I got like a thing of like creamed Brussels sprouts and kale and I was like that's it that's Hanukkah and I just like made this all frozen Trader Joe's Hanukkah dinner and it was so good the beef wellington from Trader Joe's is fucking bomb as hell like if i had tried to make it there's no way in hell it would have been remotely as good because i would have fucked it up somehow it was really really good now i want to get one of those it sounds so good it was so easy it was like just i didn't have to do anything and then we had it it was it lasted for like it was a hanukkah miracle in and of itself it lasted (laughs) for like four days so it was pretty good uh i i did like a little hanukkah dinner too this year which I just made latkes and then I made, and this is not quite as easy as frozen beef Wellington, but like very easy is um, there's a short ribs recipe on the LA times where you just like braise it in red wine. It's sort of almost like a beef bourguignon, but with short, short ribs. Mm. Uh, it was so fucking good. I never cook red meat and I was just like, Oh my God, this is so good. Mm. Um, and again, yeah, it lasted for at least like four or five days. Yeah. I mean, I kind of, I make this brisket every year, which is like my main thing, but I made it on Passover this year. And I feel like Passover, it was early enough in the COVID thing that I was still like, let's keep this going. Like I'm going to make a whole Passover dinner for us and we're going to have a zoom thing. And everyone in my family was like doing the same thing. And I made this 
And I also made latkes for that. And I made, I don't know, whatever else I think. Oh, I made Alison Roman's chocolate cookie. Like I made Mm. all of this shit. And then I was like, my kitchen afterwards was such a fucking shit show. And I was just like running back and forth. Oh, I went and I got schmaltz to make the latkes. Oh yeah, you were really ambitious for Passover. I was really. I wrote an article about schmaltz in a Jewish food blog. Like I really went to town on this shit, and then I was like, my kitchen. Oh yeah, and so I I didn't make latkes. I made like fried potatoes that I like cut up and just like fried them in the schmaltz. Holy shit, that was really really good. But um, seriously. It was, I mean, my whole kitchen was just like covered in chicken fat. And like, (laughs) it's just like, this is so fucked up. And I just, I basically haven't cooked anything since. You quit cooking right then and there. I've been opening cans of soup. I've been buying, I mean, I I don't know because I'm home so much more, but I have so much less energy to like do stuff like that. Yeah. Cause it's like, even now, like leaving the house is such a, it's like a big ordeal almost because you you don't do it very often. So it feels like a really momentous thing to like go out and like go to the store or buy something. Well, here's what I eat. I bought these, like this bag of frozen chicken that's already cut up and already seasoned. <laughs> and you just dump it in a pan and you just cook it until it's not raw anymore. And then I open a bag of frozen vegetables, any frozen vegetables, which is like, just like my fridge is full and just dump that into and just mix it together and eat it. And that's like everything. Like I eat that like every night. Oh my God. It sounds relatively healthy at least. Well, it's totally healthy. I mean, it's just chicken breasts and vegetables, but I'm not like, I'm like not cooking. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Cooking for me. I I mean, I don't, I don't do it every night, but like, it's still, it is still one of the things that like actually relieves stress or like helps relax me. So I do, I do enjoy it. Like last night I made, um, an instant pot chicken tikka masala, which was really good. good. Uh, tonight I'll probably just order pizza. Like, I just, to me, like, I also don't have, I can't eat, like, I mean, I just was talking about eating a beef wellington and creamed vegetables, but, like, a lot of, like, I need everything to be, like, really light. Like, I have to eat, like, grapefruits and, like, mm. just, like no carbs, like, vegetables and chicken. Like, I don't know, like, I, the thought of having like a sauce or like too much cheese or like anything just like makes me nauseous right now. Yeah. Yeah. I go like, I go up and down with that stuff. I, I still am about. on my anti cheese kick, which I'm, I'm really proud of myself that I oh, just yeah. sort of, like went cold Turkey. It's very strange. Uh, I did buy some, um, well, I bought some, our, all of our BDS fans will not like this, but I bought some Israeli, uh, sheep's feta from Trader oh, Joe's. It was pretty good. Yeah. It was, a, it was like a dollar cheaper than the Greek one. Um, I think I like the, the Greek's a little sharper, but the Israeli's good. But I feel like sheep's milk cheese, that type of cheese doesn't really count as cheese to me. Well, isn't all feta, what is feta? Isn't it think, mostly sheep or? I think it's mostly sheep. I think there is like the super like cheap supermarket stuff might be a cow's milk, but I think traditionally it's like, yeah, sheep's milk. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't feel, I don't feel like overly heavy or like gross after I eat that. I don't know if that's just psychological or whatever, but 
Well, I it's, like it's a counts. lighter. It's I did buy a thing of halloumi to like sear. It's really good. But I haven't even done that because I'm like, I just look at it and I'm like, I can't eat cheese. Like I don't, yeah. <laughs> I'm like I don't deserve the cheese. Like oh. I. Know like this broccoli i also bought and i haven't made i'll probably save this for christmas but i bought a frozen trader joe's brie on croute which I i'm like this is gonna be i mean it's really bad to make one of those for just like me and john because that's truly disgusting to eat like a half a wheel of brie as like an appetizer but i might do it no i bought some camembert from trader joe's um at hanukkah too oh yeah i'm like obviously like i don't do like a kosher i'm not kosher no <laughs> um yeah but for the most part i'm just like i don't know and a lot of amy's soups those are so good i never really gotten into amy's soup which one's your favorite there's like a curried lentil hmm. um mushroom bisque i mean the list goes on but i mean a can of soup thank thank god for cans of soup sure anything um my other thing new thing i learned from uh do you know priya from the old, old bon appetit videos mm-hmm. she did this cookbook i think it's just called like indianish or something i don't know what it's called mm-hmm. but the only recipe i've done from it is like she just has this thing i think it's called chonk and it's just um heating up oil in the pan and then adding uh like chili flakes and whole cumin seed to it and then just mm-hmm. pouring that over rice and it's so oh, and like you can just make plain rice and then make that chonk stuff and it, it makes it like feel like you're in a palace in the Taj Mahal. Yeah, because you're like blooming the seasonings yeah. and the oil the way you would like if you were starting to cook something. It's like a peel off, but you're not cooking totally. it in that. You're yeah, like yeah. putting it off as like a On seasoning. Top, yeah. It's great. It's- great trick. Yeah. Um so last week, as you all know, I reviewed uh our wonderful goop gifts, uh, the fair trade whole bean coffee and the goop jeans body butter. And Aggie did find the time in her busy schedule to come over last week and collect the gifts. So she will have reviews of at least one of these products. Well, yeah, because I didn't grind the coffee yet because then I would have to take out my coffee grinder and like, you know, I can't, um, do anything. So I didn't do it yet. Totally. But, but you should do it because so, I think even in the bean, you should, the co- coffee, like, I think it's only good for like a month or two, right? Even in the whole whole bean or does it last longer? Oh, is that true? I think you should use it within a month or two. Oh, shit. Well, I, I have coffee that's way older than that. Hang on. Let me see. Hang on. Because I know once you grind it, you need to use it within a few days. But I think even in the bean, they they tell you to use it relatively soon. Um, you know, if they're rancid, if they smell bad, um, well, hmm. Oh yeah. They go back really fast. I had no idea. Well, that's what they all, I mean, I am a technically a Stumptown certified barista, so I sort of know what I'm talking about. Okay. <laughs> well, I forgot you were a Sumtown certified barista. Well, I guess I'll make it today and then I'll do a special, I'll do a special report. For sure. Um, what do you think about the body butter? I thought the body butter was great. It's really thick. It's really moisturizing and it does last. Like if you put it on at night, um, I mean, I definitely felt it like 
the next day into uh like the afternoon my, like it yeah. definitely made my skin feel like more moisturized which was so important because like I've been feeling so dry this winter, even though it's not even cold. I mean, like, seriously, it's probably the temperature doesn't like summer for other people, but like, I, you know, it's just like, we live in these like little apartments. And it, yeah, it's not, I mean, obviously it's not that cold compared to most of the country, uh, but it is extremely dry. Like it's, it's no it's less dry like than winters yeah. are in, you know, wherever the East coast or whatever. Yeah, it's definitely, super dry so like thank you so much because it's definitely like an extra moisturizing and it's very thick and like completely odorless you um, thought so i thought there's there's a little bit of scent to it i mean it has a scent in the sense that like everything that exists if you smell it would have technically some scent but it doesn't have any ad it certainly has no added perfume no 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 um but there's like a yeah, like a slight cooling. It's not quite mint, but it's like a, it, it, I don't know, it felt sort of cool to me. It Maybe. smells clean, but I just thought it smelled, I didn't think it smelled like um, it had any like added perfumes or added no. like, like it just smells like the whatever is in it. And like, I don't know if they can like magically put something in that will like descent it or whatever, but I thought it was totally, I thought it was pretty much odorless. Yeah. And so after, we released last week's episode. Uh, my my mother, who listens to this sporadically, I don't know if she'll listen to this week, but she uh, was intrigued by the review of both of those products. And so I said that I would, because her birthday is coming up. And so I said I would buy them for her for her birthday. And her birthday is January 3rd. So I thought, okay, knowing Goop, I need to get on this right now if it's going to get there mm -hmm. before January 3rd. Yeah. Well, I don't know what they've done if they have an in with the postal service or whatever, but those gifts already got to her like within three oh, or four yeah. days. No, Goop has been, Goop has been really good on shipping for holiday stuff. I actually received a holiday gift Ooh. of a product, which was a very generous gift from my mom. Nice. And it was the um, green pans. Oh, cool. I wanted so bad. And even though you uh, hate cooking and only like to open cans of soup, cooking, but I love, I do love using the green pan because it's like, it's like a new pan and it's like the interior is all white oh, and it's just nice. like all clean and it's like, and it's just so easy to clean. It's ceramic. It doesn't have any Teflon. I feel safe when I use it. I feel like Mark Ruffalo smiling down <laughs> on me saying like, you will be saved from the Teflon. And um, they're pink with gold handles. I threw out all my other pots and pans, which had turned into like literal pieces of shit. Um, I probably like took years off my life by using, I had this Emerald Lagasse brand um, nonstick skillet that was actually like my favorite pan for so long because it was like really big and it just like it it was just a really it like held it just i don't know it was a really good pan but i i just scraped the shit off it and it was just a piece it was like killing me i'm sure oh. and then i had just these other like weird pots and stuff and got rid of all of them i kept you know, the good stuff, my sure. cast iron, my Lake Crusade, obviously. My cast iron is actually Emerald brand. I've had it's it for good. over a decade. Yeah. 
You, I find that stuff at like Marshall's and Ross, which is like, I think a great place to buy your cookware, your pots and pans. Cause they always have pretty decent brands marked down really yeah. well, but yeah. Emerald stuff is, is good. Uh, yeah, I would highly, I mean, I, I've only used the one cast iron, but, uh, and, and it's probably not that much cheaper than like a lodge or something, but, um, yeah, it's good quality. So you've yeah, used, you've used the new, the new greenware. Uh-huh. Yeah. I used, um, I used it to make scrambled eggs, which yeah, I was actually making like really good scrambled eggs. Scrambled eggs are like the only thing I use to, or, uh, the only thing I use my nonstick, uh, pan yeah. for. Um, I was, I've used them to make scrambled eggs. I've used it to make, I don't know, like what the hell, whatever chicken and vegetables. Sure. Your chicken and vegetable surprise. And is Brian is Brian okay with just this like pot of frozen chicken and vegetables every night, or does he make his own food? Oh, it's his recipe. Oh, He's his... he invented it. Yeah, <laughs> like that's like what we eat. We're like we just eat vegetables and that's yeah chicken or or fish. Oh God! If only John liked fish. It really yeah yeah make my life well we don't eat like good we're not like cooking fish in any way that you would ever want to eat it we eat like frozen tilapia that's still good or like sometimes shrimp uh i started watching nigella lawson has a new cooking show on the bbc that they put the 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 episodes on youtube mm. if anyone who's listening likes cooking shows i swear it's just called cook eat repeat it is so she is the best tv cooking host of her generation she's a genius yeah she is so yeah she is a total genius that's why they wanted her to be in the cia or whatever the English oh that's right um but the first episode is this recipe that i really want to make that's basically it's like this you make a like a traditional sort of british indian curry with um garlic and ginger and turmeric and stuff and then it was just a crazy twist because you didn't know what she was going to do she adds frozen fish sticks to it and Wild. makes like a fish stick curry and then puts like a ton of cilantro or as she calls it coriander on top mm. of it and it I, like i literally bought fish sticks from trader joe's and i'm like i need to make this that does sound really good interesting fascinating yeah she said she got it from there's like some food blogger that she got it from that uh i think is like an indian british um food blogger and like it was something that her mom made growing up she puts them in frozen I think so. I have to rewatch it, but I believe that, yeah, she puts, no, no, I think she pulls them. I think she cooks them first in the oven, gets them crispy and then puts them in and just makes yeah, them. Yeah. That yeah. makes more sense. Yeah. Uh, Gwyneth news. Not much. No, not much at all. Moses stole her sandwich on Instagram. That was about it. Uh, I don't need that kind of content. Um, it did actually get me to, click on which i'm sure was the whole point of it this like new sandwich pop-up in beverly hills oh uh, yeah i did see that and i want to follow them on instagram but they like, have a private account and i had to just like request to follow them on instagram which is so strange oh god don't don't play their game because <laughs> yeah, they have like 40 something thousand followers i don't really i wonder if they recently went private for some i wonder if they like did something horrible <laughs> and they went private for a reason oh yeah maybe they got like Oh man, there's an, um, 
there's a new picture of the bedroom in her childhood townhome in Curb that just was posted two hours ago. Oh, that same obsessed. one that's for sale? Oh my God. Because it's all like gorgeous green floral wallpaper and curtains. I love this shit. It's gorgeous. Holy shit. Her, this house is amazing. Blythe oh, and Bruce should have never sold it. Well, I'm sure she like thinks it's like a disgusting shack and we're like, no. Yeah. It's like, oh, humble beginnings. Yeah, exactly. It's her version of Abraham Lincoln's log cabin. Exactly. <laughs> um, uh, but that's yeah, like, yeah. that's it. I think everyone is just lying low and like waiting this shit out. She probably already yeah. got the vaccine though. You think she did? Mm, I don't know that she has, like as of this recording, but I bet she's on some list at least and we'll get it before New Year's. There was a whole article she about- had it for like a year. Yeah, that's probably true. They, they probably had it forever. Um, yeah. But there was like an article, I forget where it was, but it was talking about how concierge, like rich concierge doctors are being inundated by calls from their clients to like get them on a list for the vaccine now and like are willing oh, to- Oh yeah, I'm totally oh, sure that that's- disgusting. I mean, people, well, a lot of those like rich concierge doctors are like cleaning the fuck up right now. Yeah. Melissa Urban, formerly Melissa Hartwig had it. I don't know if anyone's been following that. But she had COVID? She had COVID and she was really putting me to shame because she was like, I'm taking a rest. I have COVID. I'm going easy on my body. I just did a two mile walk and I just did like a few pull-ups, but that's it. And then back to bed. And like, she's like still working out, but these exercise addicts are, this is like the, um, hungry girl podcast, uh, lady. Yeah. She, uh-huh. she didn't have COVID, uh, but she doesn't want to go outside now. Um, because of the pandemic pandemic, because, she, but she still does she says she still does an average of 30,000 steps a day just walking around her house all day. That's what I did when it first started. I would just like walk around and it was like really, I mean, I think it was like a total like mental, something happened in my brain that was not healthy. Cause I was like, I didn't do 30. I did like 10,000, but yeah. I would like walk around and every like, I can't remember what it was, but it was like every hundred I would like make a mark so I could like count out. I was just like walking around and then like making a mark oh and then like counting out and making a mark. It was See, that's so- why you need to use your Fitbit because then it'll track it for you. I would rather use pen and paper. <laughs> I mean, it was like, it's not less, it's the same amount of neurotic. Oh, it's totally. just, I'm not, I'm just, you know, using a pen and paper and then you can uh, throw it out. But yeah. yeah, I would just do that while like the TV was on or whatever. And then- now I just like very like casually ride my little bike and oh yeah my indoor bike and just um, well I'm glad Melissa Urban is feeling better. Yeah. Oh, but she like tagged her doctor, one of whom was Mark Hyman or Heyman or whatever, um, who was like the head of functional medicine oh. at Cleveland Clinic, and she was like talking about how he saved her life and all this stuff, and I was whatever good for them good for them uh shall we move on to the old newsletters oh yeah let's do it then what was your best of the week my best of the week was 
GP on kissing some frogs and finding the perfect one, which is, it, it was my best for two reasons. First of all, it was like an old school goop article. What goop really at its core is, which is Gwyneth Paltrow sending you an email of being like, these are my, you know, $1,100 knives or like here is my black sundress made of cotton that costs $800 and it like literally looks like a nightgown, <laughs> but it's, it's pretty, but okay. Like sending you all this stuff and you're just like, okay, Gwyneth, like, thank you. I love it. I want it all. And just, ex just accepting it because that's what you have to do. Cause she's telling you what to get and you have to listen, or you have to at least try to like get some version of this stuff that you can afford. But the bigger news was that in this piece, she unveiled goop unveiled their new product, which is the goop jeans, clean nourishing lip balm. It's only $20. I don't know exactly what it does. It's lip balm. It looks cute in your bag. And I'm telling you, my new thing is I look, I don't want to be a Kardashian and I don't want to get like insane fillers and I don't want to like be something like, I don't want to like try to like look different than I like normally would look. But so as I've been saying, the pandemic I feel has aged me and my lips are shrinking. They are getting thinner every day. And I think it has to do with collagen. I think it has to do with age. I don't know exactly what it is, but I'm unhappy with it. And it's like now when I close my mouth, I'm like thinking like, where are my lips? How are my lips touching? Am I pulling one lip under? Like, how do my lips used to look? I'm like looking at old pictures of them. I'm like, I feel this bottom lip going in. I'm like measuring them with my fingers. I'm like thinking about it all the time. So if this shit will like keep me young or restore some of that, I would really be appreciate it. So I might buy this. It does seem, I mean, these, you know, they're, they're sort of releasing new products at like a pretty fast clip nowadays. Uh, and I believe her cause she says, she says that like, it's taken them years to develop this lip balm. And like the little Instagram video she did has her, you know, trying on different lip balms and like throwing them away because they're not good and then landing on this one. Um, and as most things on Goop do, like this, this advertising worked on me and it, uh, it, cause it, a, a real, a lip balm that actually moisturizes your skin and, and doesn't dry it out after a few minutes is really, really rare. So if this works, I, I think it would be worth every penny of $20. I mean, $20 is like not too bad. And I mean, for a lip balm, it's pretty expensive, but I guess in the scheme of things, things. I guess it's expensive, but it's not like, I don't know. And it looks very, it looks pretty. It's sort of in like a lipstick looking metallic. It's like a metallic thing. little stick of lip mm -hmm. balm. Uh, and I like that. I like that she's doing these sort of, semi-casual front-facing videos to advertise it. It's very, it's very au courant. Well, she's a woman. She's a modern woman. Yes. And this, this was my uh, thing I would buy is this. Yeah, it was my thing I would buy, but I, I ended up just like promoting it to best because yeah. I mean, 
it might also be my thing I would buy. But. Or no, it, this is actually technically the thing I would try because I have a different one that I would buy. But. Oh no. So this article is my best, but this lip balm, spoiler alert, is the thing I will buy. Because right. I actually probably will buy this. Yeah. I, next time I buy something on Goop, I'm definitely going to add this to the old Throat cart. Bag. Uh, okay. My best, I really think these last couple of months, they've really been stepping their recipe game up again. And mm. my best this week was the unconventional and enticing holiday menus. Oh, let's see. After the great, uh, the the great experience I had with their Thanksgiving Irby roast chicken, I'm sort of all in again on these goop recipes, and they give you a lot. And I, I don't think I've seen many of them before. I think a lot of these are like new recipes. Um or they're arranged in a way that I haven't seen them together. So they looked new to me and then they all just sounded really good. Most of them were like on the light side, even though they're holiday themed and they're not traditional holiday. I mean, what even is traditional? I feel like Christmas doesn't even really have an identity when it comes to meal other than like sort of very similar to Thanksgiving. Like there's not really, I mean, there's like a few things, but I don't feel like it has its own identity as an, as like I a feel traditional like it meal. does. I feel like, ham who has christmas ham i feel like a like easter maybe does anyone have christmas ham yeah there's like yeah oh i guess i mean i didn't grow i guess maybe it was just my family that basically had the same meal on christmas that they did on thanksgiving people have ham people have turkey people do like a big roast yeah i could see a roast people do um I don't know. But, but I feel like there's more, at least there is a little bit more uh, range. Like there's there's more choices than Thanksgiving is basically a set menu with a couple of variations depending on what side dishes you want. But Christmas, you do have like several options, I think. Yeah, um, definitely. I mean, every family can make their own choice about their Christmas. <laughs> um, but, and the, these recipes seemed sort of, a little bit out of left field, but also still in the spirit of the holiday. So there's... Yeah. Well, this fish one, I mean, isn't it common? Isn't like the seven fishes like a Christmas thing? The yeah, I think that's like a, an Italian Catholic thing for Christmas Eve to have the, the feast of the seven oh. fishes. I've uh, never participated in such a ritual, but it sounds it sounds intriguing. Because um, there's a lot of fish on this list. I do... I love Chipino, which is like a classic San Francisco thing. I've never tried to make it. So that that would be, if I was in a, a different mental space, I think that would be a, a fun sort of comp, like complicated recipe to make for a big crowd. Um, a lobster pot pie sounds good, but it sounds like something I would like to buy at Trader Joe's and like heat up in the oven. Yeah. Um, the one that I really am like, oh, I need to make this. And it seems pretty easy but also just like so tasty is the shrimp scampi yeah which is a food i love and i never have it like i it's and it's so simple it's just white wine and olive oil and garlic like it's not hard to do at all mm-hmm. um and then they had like a little hors d'oeuvre section which i uh, they have like a smoked trout butter and some deviled eggs crab salad uh the trout butter is definitely not new no it's not yeah i've definitely i know it. that recipe yeah, they might, none of them might actually be new, but they just seemed, I don't know, they seemed fresh to me. Yeah. Um, Everything old is new again. 
Yeah. And then there's like vegetable recipes. Uh, the roasted carrots with miso, honey, and walnuts. I feel like I actually will make that on Christmas because I think I already have all those ingredients. Um, and what else looked good? Oh, the roasted whole cauliflower with hazelnut and sherry bourmoisette sounded really good too so i don't know it's like a good if you're if you're still doing like a christmas dinner and you need some ideas for semi-non-traditional recipes i would highly recommend this you heard it here first actually second you probably heard it first in goop yeah oh slow roasted mustardy salmon i don't think that recipe is new either because i feel like i've made it or i've made some version of it and it's really good yeah, that looks good. That's the one I think I would make because that just seems sort of well. I just like I have frozen salmon and I have mustard, so I feel like I'm already on it. my way. Slice up some lemons. Ooh yeah. Yeah. All right. What was your worst? Um. Okay. So my worst is also from the same article as my best. Um. The kissing frogs or whatever. Where they talk about how Gwyneth always wears multiple necklaces. I think that looks really good. I love it. But I actually am going to call bullshit on wearing multiple necklaces. I try to do this all the time. And whenever I do, they become entwined in one another. And I end up wearing like one thick necklace. And then I'm always Mm. scared that it's going to like get too tight and choke me and kill me. And also... (laughs) that it just looks like shit because they're, I just like, I look so dumb. I feel like when I'm wearing multiple necklaces because I'm like, why can't I make them stay separated? Like when these women on Goop do it, why, when I do it, do they roll up and become one necklace? I, th- I think it has to be inevitable. I think these multiple necklace wearers on Goop are, are getting professionally styled for a still photograph. But if you're, if you're shimming around during the day, you're, yeah, these things are going to get tangled. They get tangled. And it's really frustrating because I want them not to. And it makes me feel like less of a woman. Because think, I'm like, why can't I keep my necklaces separated on my neck? No, this is this is the lie that the the fashion industry tells women is that you can it's keep It's the these. necklace industrial complex. Yeah. Because like, okay, if you were going to like a gala event and you get picked up in a limo, it takes you right to the space. And then you like, you know, walk the red carpet and then immediately like sit down in your beautiful table and like get photographed. I think you could probably maneuver it so your necklaces don't get tangled. But and once you get on the dance this floor- is a casual, This is a casual look, Brian. I mean, like this is what you wear with like a t-shirt. I mean, I think these oh, people wow. are, they have, their assistants and their employees do everything for them. So I don't even think. I think they have assistants following them around, pulling their necklaces apart. That's probably true too. Anyway, Uh, it always makes me feel like shit. I still will try it every chance I get, except for I'm not going anywhere. So I'm not really, I did put on a gold chain to go to um, Barnes and Noble the other day and pick something up that I ordered. (laughs) So I was like, well, did you go to the Americana one? No, I actually had to go to two different Barnes and Nobles for two different Christmas related or holiday related purchases I made. Uh, That sounds like a super spreader like thing to go to. But I ordered online and I put on my mask and I just like walked in, took it and walked out. Okay, yeah. But I did 
have to go to, unfortunately, worse than the Americana. I had to go to the Grove. And the people at the Grove were full Grove assholes. I mean, I'm telling you, I saw more than one dog, more than one fully manicured, like, orange and pink, like, dyed dog. So they look like, I don't, like, ombre dogs. Like, Mm. tiny people, these people who buy, like, their clothes are so expensive and so new always. They're like LA mall people. I don't know where they come from. They are always at the, at like the fancy malls in LA. I think all they ever do is go shopping and like wear their new stuff. It's really insane. There are so many of them. They hate wearing masks. They're pieces of shit. The restaurants, Brian, were jam fucking packed. It's like a a different world. Sitting around different worlds. And I mean, they're not even like, they're not even at like a restaurant, like, I don't know, like a neighborhood restaurant where they're like sitting on the sidewalk or whatever. They are in like a really crowded mall. Like the tables were packed. People were packed rushing back and forth around these people. I mean, I saw some lady standing outside the abandoned movie theater, not wearing a mask, drinking a fucking four not a four a fucking white claw out like a like a 24 ounce white claw it was like a mardi gras at the fucking grove i i'm so glad that i have i almost went to the americana once months ago because i wanted to get some c's candy but then i didn't do it but i really have avoided any mall for the past nine months and i think for my own mental health i just i just couldn't even see that stuff i would get so angry like i want to the there's Americana. literally no icu beds in our county i just can't even believe it no icu beds and they're like just out for a stroll i mean i couldn't even i mean people literally go to the mall are going to the mall like just the yeah. same way you would have any other time like let's go shopping like these yeah. people didn't seem uncomfortable they weren't hurried no. it was totally insane and um Um, but I, I did go to the Americana also like about a month ago because I had to return something to Amazon and they have a store there and I didn't want to go to the UPS store because I, I hate. They have a, they have a Amazon store at the Americana now. Yeah. Hmm. So that was another situation where I just like went in, went out. It was sort of similar. I did see like a big group of like maskless white girls walking around drinking iced coffees who were like, gave me a fucking really dirty look when I gave them not a dirty look, but when I saw them and like kind of tried to like avoid them. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, fuck you stupid bitches. Like what the fuck? Like, who are you people? What are you doing? I'm sorry. If you guys are hanging out, I feel bad. No, I don't even feel bad anymore. Like I, it's like, I mean, everyone, you know, has their own, personal choice that they have to make but but it's like it's just if you're not an essential worker and you don't have to like do this stuff you're being completely irresponsible and uh, I just don't antisocial. Get it. I just don't like are you really like was going to the grove or the americana ever that much fucking fun in the first place it was like something i i don't think i've ever gone to a mall and not at least had like a moment of despair well it's something i'm sorry but like it's something that children do when they're not old enough to like go to bars or clubs or whatever. It's like when you, what you do in middle school and high school, when you want to hang out with your friends is you go to a mall. And like, if you're an adult and that's still like the primary entertainment in your life, you have some real soul searching to do. I think. 
That's a really good point. Because I, I love like the Sun Valley Mall, Concord, California. I'll shout out indoor mall. Great, you know, late 20th century traditional mall style. I could ride my bike there in seventh grade. We would go, you know, to the CD store and there was like a candy store where you could buy candy by the pound. Um, there was the Northern California version of soup plantation was called Fresh Choice. So you could go to Fresh Choice and spend like nine bucks and just like, you know, just fill up on muffins and soup. It was great. Yeah. But I was 12. We used to go to um, the promenade all the time. The prom- the uh, Santa Monica? Yeah. yeah that was nice like one. my mall. Um, and yeah. the, and city walk, which I guess oh. aren't, I guess City Walk, like, I mean, that's great. That's a great local mall. To City have. Walk was like the ultimate, like that was where you would go on like a date, like a date took you to City Walk yeah, when yeah. you were like 14 or 12 or whatever. And um, yeah. Yeah, we had Sun Valley. Uh, is that what it's called? Sun, yeah, Sun Valley Mall um, was the old one. And then Broadway Plaza in Walnut Creek was the newer outdoor mall that was fancier. But teenagers it was like a little too fancy for like teenagers didn't really go there in groups well you know the beverly center has gotten way too fancy for teenagers to hang out but that was where like that was my favorite mall when i was a kid it used to be like a normal mall um there was this store there called friends whatever i don't need to get into it but friends was like the greatest store that has ever existed it was like um it was like adult clothes for children. <laughs> I don't know how else to explain it. They were like wet so- seal type of stuff. I guess it was like wet seal. It might have been. I don't even know how to explain it. Like it was a lot of like crushed velvet. Yeah. Um, it was just the best, and it was next door to this other store called Rampage. And I would always go to oh, friends yeah. and like, wait till I'm old enough to go to Rampage. Yeah, there, uh, for girls, there was obviously like a way better selection of mall clothes. We just had, I mean, I remember Hot Topic and Pakistan were like next to each other. And that was yeah. where I hung out until I started doing more of a like Goodwill Salvation Army situation in high school. Yeah, it was the same yeah, thing. Yeah. Then after, once I got into high school, I wouldn't go to the mall anymore. And I would only go to like Jet Rag. <laughs> and all my clothes were from like every Sunday they would have this huge sale where they would just like dump a bunch of stuff in the parking lot and everything was a dollar. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> like, dig through and like get all of this crap. Uh, but yeah, if you're an adult and you still get turned on by this shit, you're mentally ill. Oh yeah. I just like, I feel like if there's signs everywhere that are like, wear a mask, then just put the mask on. I mean, I get it. You know, maybe you're sitting in a restaurant. I don't know, whatever. Why am I being an apologist for this stuff? It's, I just, if you, if the science says wear a mask, you should just wear the mask. Like if you want to be at the mall and the rule of the mall is you have to wear a mask there, then why are you violating the rule? Uh, yeah. To feel like you have any sort of power in your life. Um, and you're not just a, a cog in the wheel of capitalism. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Okay. So speaking of cog in the wheel of capitalism, my worst was the curated gift boxes, starter sets, and DIY kits for every type of person. Oh no, this was my, this was my try. (laughs) Okay, so some of the things are fine. I just felt like these two, um, like white box, black ribbon, it does seem actually to be inspired by a C's candy box. Um, It's not, it's, those are the goop colors. 
<laughs> well, I don't know. A black and white box, the, like a white box, I always think of sees candy. I don't know. I mean, I do too, but like all goop stuff is like yeah, that's true. white with like their bags and all their stuff is white with black writing on it. Uh, I guess it's just, okay. So there's two, two options. Both of them sort of were gross to me. One of them was the, the wellness box, which is just called, oh, it's just called goop home wellness box. And again, this is goop's whole thing is wellness. We all know this. Um, but it seems a little tone deaf at this time when, you know, like, 3000 people are dying every day of COVID-19 to like gift someone something tongue in cheek about your immune system and about being healthy. Wait, I don't know. Well, no, I mean, it's as, as much tongue in cheek as Goop is because Goop is always winking at the c- consumer as they're taking their money. Cause they, we all know it's bullshit. You know what I mean? It's the whole, Goop itself is tongue in cheek. I think to some extent. Well, goop as so <laughs> you think the whole thing is just sort of like ironic. I mean, because no one like okay, if you're sick, like there this 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 wellness box has no relationship to illness versus being well. Like it's not exactly. something that you would give to someone if they're actually sick. They're not gonna be like, oh, can you please go and get the goop? wellness box but that's not the philosophy of like the wellness movement in general like the whole point of the wellness movement is that which is on its own kind of bullshit but like that this is like their general claim which is bullshit that western medicine which i'm using air quotes doesn't treat the whole person it only treats illnesses so their idea is to like make sure that they treat the root cause of the illness. So you don't get sick in the first place, which is like just this sort of like hard to pin down claim that doesn't really mean anything and isn't entirely possible. And like kind of puts a lot of blame on people for getting sick in the first place. And I mean, there might be some, I mean, there most, I think most of it, their ideas of like preventative medicine or whatever come from like things that have already been established by science. Like, exercise and eating healthy and stuff like that. Like that's not well, those aren't things that Western medicine or whatever doesn't advocate, but that's not like what they do in hospitals because that's where you go when there's an emergency. So, so what are you, what are you saying? Like if you're, if you were to buy this wellness gift for someone, what, what is the audience for like getting these things as a gift? You know what I mean? Like, is it, I think it has to be tongue in cheek because it's like, Oh, that person in my life that's into all these kooky, you know, holistic remedies, you know what I'll get her, I'll get her the, the goop wellness box and we can have a laugh. Like what else? I mean, is- I don't think, I don't, I truly don't think that it's like just so we can have a laugh. I don't think that's what it is. I think it's like luxury and people enjoy it. And I know for a fact that a lot of people take this stuff really, really seriously. And like, they genuinely like want to try all of these remedies and stuff. And like, they think it will, help them but I, I think that ultimately like mostly what it is is like like I said like it's just luxury like it's just yeah. stuff that you add to yourself when you're like uh, when you are are already healthy and like just no, like more totally but what's in it it's like it's a lot of vitamin c extract yeah it's very have? I mean it is geared it is more on the immune system end of 
like yeah, whatever I, wellness is in general, because there's perfect attendance, which is the elderberry chews, the vitamin C, there's the Manuka honey, there's like herbal teas, and then some like essential oils. So it it is like, it's sort of like, oh, if I'm very rich and I have a cold, I don't know. It it does seem to be a little like, very, it's like specifically about um, your immune system more so than yeah, a typical and it's the kind of stuff that like, I mean, I'm not taking these things, but I think a lot of people are taking like extra vitamin sure. C and stuff during COVID and drinking extra teas and taking, I'm definitely taking elderberry. I'm definitely taking vitamin C. I'm taking like zinc. I'm taking like all of this stuff. So is this, do you think that this box is designed, like this is a pandemic era box that is actually trying to make money off of people's misery? Um, I don't think it's trying to make money off people's misery per se. I mean, any more than like the entire wellness, like industry is designed to prey on people's fears, but I don't think that this is, and I feel like, I don't know what would have been in a wellness box before, but I think you, the thing about wellness is you can sort of put anything, like it could all be stuff relating to like gut health or like endocrine disruptors or like whatever shit they're talking about but everybody's talking about immunity right now because pandemic so i feel like it's just going with the flow of what people want i do love that the manuka honey is called activist i know it's so but i that's been on here for a while they've like had this i've never i never noticed it before that's really funny and there's like a book is it like the bees are activists i don't get who is the activist in this situation I guess whoever makes it, what's the book, the beauty, the beauty of in breaking. I don't know. I'm reading the spine. I'm like squinting and reading the spine on the ad. I don't know. Does it say anywhere? Like everything that's in it over here. It's sort of a, there's like a little paragraph. It doesn't say anything about that book. It's non-refundable. Okay. Yeah. You get the perfect attendance, the, the Ayurvedic oil kit, the vitamin C um, herbal tea, the manuka honey, and a penguin random house, the beauty and breaking by Michelle Harper. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Why does that go in a wellness box? Whatever. I have no idea. Um, and then, okay. And then the other one is like even sicker and grosser, I think, because it's like, it's like the sexy one. It's called date night box. Oh um, and in this one, so this one is for, I guess, either for like a bachelorette party or for like your romantic, sexy partner, I guess. Cause you get um, velvety chocolates made by Thomas Keller, who I think is canceled now after the Gavin Newsom thing. And I think, that, I think that he got out fine. I think that was a Newsom problem. Not but, all, but also problem. like the French laundry got like $2.5 million of, of um, like COVID relief. There was like, a, there was, I, I think he's in some deep water. He is just because it was like they got so much COVID relief, whereas like a lot like struggling mom and pop restaurants got hardly any. Uh, is it based know. on like how much your restaurant like how many Michelin stars you have? It's like a really expensive restaurant. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe it is. I don't know. I have no idea. Um, then you get a, it's called the ballerina vibrator. Um, which their wellness, the wellness director says feels extraordinary. Um, and then you get, of course, some lube, a fragrance free water-based lube, um, a massage oil and, oh, and the vagina candle. 
I mean, I, this, now this one, I don't know who it's for because like, I don't know who, I mean, obviously it's for the person that you're fucking, but it's just like, I don't know who would want this. Yeah, I don't for- know who would want this if it says goop. This is a curated box by goop. It's too, it's too close. It's too intimate. <laughs> it's too is intimate it like- a relationship between the brand and like what you're actually going to like have sex with. Like it's too much. It's because it obviously, yeah, it's a gift to give to your intimate partner, but is it like an old man giving this to his mistress? Like it's, it's a man giving this to a woman, right? It's not a woman giving this to a man. I feel like this is something an old pervert gives you and you're 25 and you're like, thanks, I love it. (laughs) And then you like, see if you can get store credit. Yeah vibrator and then you're like whatever i guess i'll just like use the candle but you'll never use the vibrator because it'll fucking trigger you because of like where it came from my my guess could be wrong uh i could almost see it as like if it was valentine's day like some i'm sure there's like weird couples that like give each other this type of shit um i mean i don't even Oh, like on Valentine's Day, people are like, I don't know. I have no idea. I feel like people who get take Valentine's Day seriously are terrifying. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But to me, it's just like, maybe if you like just got into a relationship with someone and like, you're like all obsessed with them. You're like, oh, this would be so great. Yeah. It's just so, because it's at once completely intimate and personal and then so anonymous too and like weird that it's it's, goop it's like and it's so uniform right because it's like all everybody gets the same stuff like everyone gets the same vibrator everybody gets this lube whatever like massage oil and chocolates i mean i would definitely take those chocolates i'm sure they're great chocolates i would take the vagina candle i'm sure it smells great I'm sure it smells really good. I mean, good. I would I even, do, I would even take the lube. Hey, lube's lube. Whatever. I would literally, I would take all of it, but I don't want it in a goop box. No, I just I want, want it in a like a bag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like a paper bag with no writing on it. Like that's sexy. Just like a, a weird anonymous bag that you find under your bed. Yeah, <laughs> but you like, find it under a bridge. Yeah, and like, okay, like it's like, what is this? There's like, it you just know. starts showing up in your apartment. Yeah. <laughs> but like a beautifully, you know, manicured white box with like a black ribbon that looks like a, like a British, I don't know, it just looks. How scary would it be if you like woke up one morning, went into your living room and this box was like sitting there and it didn't come from John. Like John was like out of town. <laughs> And like, yeah. or like if it was just there, like you live alone and like, that's just in your house. Well, I wouldn't be that. I mean, I would be surprised, but I'd be like, oh, I do have a goop podcast. So I could see how someone would think that this was funny to get for me. Um, but if I was a normal person, I would think it was terrifying. And like, I, yeah, I don't know. Uh, this is the scariest gift that you can give a person. <laughs> and, it, and also I would just be so pissed if anyone, it's like, it's like $265. I'm like, there's so many better gifts to give me for $265 if you're going to spend it. You know what? At least there's no lingerie in it. I feel like what would make it truly disgusting is if there was like some like gross like Kiki de Montparnasse or whatever or something. Yeah. Like at least that's not there. So one of those remote controlled vibrators. Oh my God. I know those things are so insane, which I've, I don't understand them. They scare me. 
uh, but yeah, he, they, we used to always like write into Dan Savage about those. <laughs> yeah, I, I still don't think that those are like real or that like anyone I, really uses them. I don't think, well, people would always be like, my boyfriend and I have this plan. Or like, I remember this one woman was like, I'm going to go to the dentist and he's going to wait for me in the waiting room and he's going to keep turning it on while I'm in the dentist. And I was like, Dan Savage was like, you can't do that. But like, there's like, that wouldn't, I mean, I just don't believe that that would ever work. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Um, you'd hear it. You'd, th- you'd think, I guess if you're like wearing, you know, a couple layers of pants and it, I don't, I don't know how loud it is. I think, I think it would be too loud. It would probably, especially back in like Dan Savage days, I'm sure it would be pretty loud. Oh yeah. Well, Dan Savage days are today. I still follow him on several oh, social media. I, yeah, he's too much of a shit lib for me to follow. He is a bit of a shit lib, but every once in a while, I actually, I don't know why we're talking about him, but I like started like reading him again during the pandemic which I don't read him all the time and I like don't I don't fall I like don't read his column I just like sometimes look at him on Twitter but like there was something that was just very comforting <laughs> like he's like comforts me so much yeah because like, it's like he was so popular when I was I don't know when I was like like figuring out about sex and stuff he was like a main source of like research you know like learning how yeah, learning stuff. like he made me feel better about like relationships and yeah, just yeah. like life I don't know. I don't know. And I, <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, anyway. Okay. What was your craziest or your saddest? My craziest was like this new wellness thing. Um, an eight step wellness e-routine to get into the holiday spirit. And the first thing on it is just to drink canned cocktails, which is like, because that's who sponsored the thing. Mm. Miami cocktail company organic spritz cocktails $13 for a four pack which I actually think is a pretty decent price for canned cocktails I'm not totally sure I but I said that, doesn't, that doesn't seem bad um but I just can't think of anything that's less like wellness to me then not only is it alcohol but it's a canned cocktail like that is just so there's something that's just so desperate and like yeah lazy about that i can't imagine why that's in a wellness article well yeah i mean the canned cocktail industry must have taken a huge hit during the pandemic because like the whole point of these things are as if you're like going to the park like like if you have if you're like on the go you're going to a concert like there's certain situations where canned cocktails are appreciated but like right now no like why would anyone do that where you, when you could literally just have a bottle of booze and sit on the couch yeah doesn't make any sense i mean i get why they're advertising it i just don't understand why this goes falls under the category wellness of wellness. no definitely not because um, they would never be like drink a bottle of vodka <laughs> no, i don't think so uh, I mean, if they give Goop enough money, Goop will say anything. They'll that say you want. anything, I guess. It's the fr- stress-free vibe. I mean, I appreciate that they come in handy when you want a delicious drink, but don't have a stocked bar at home or expert bartending skills. Skills plus, if you're having a small crew over for a socially distanced hang, they're great for contactless bar. Just shake and pour over ice for fastest and tastiest margaritas with the key lime and agave sangrias mixed with pineapple, mangoes, and bubbly low ABV spritzers. I guess I could. They're slightly more hygienic than if you're. I mean, you shouldn't be having people over anyway. I guess like if it's outside, I don't know. I feel like now let's just not even 
see people for a month? I feel like, well, also like every part of the country has its own like regulation. So this yeah. like goes out everywhere. So like there have been times everywhere where like you could have not a gathering maybe, but like you could go to like a friend's house in the backyard or whatever. Sure. So I can see why in that if that's what you're doing, it would be better for you to have um, like a can. Like if I, whenever I've done that in the pandemic, like I have brought my own shit and like my own cup and everything. Oh, totally. Yeah. So like, I can see why you might want to have like, just give them a can and then like they can just throw it out and then you don't even have to deal with it. True. True. Uh, It's not wellness. It's Um, not wellness at all. Uh, my craziest was the witch winter style archetype are you i hate this archetype shit with uh, i just i don't agree with it at all except I, for like Jungian archetypes are cool yeah i mean i usually like reading them because i think they're they're sort of funny these ones were like deranged though because well, was, they were all like are you which they all were like an olympic skier like that was what they all looked like i didn't understand no they i mean because yeah they they obviously had these items of clothing they need to sell and then they're like okay we're gonna make them winter style archetypes but they okay so they had the alpinist which is like the hardcore skier which uh, no who unless you own a private like mountain or something no there i'm sure that people are still- i mean there are people that are into skiing but like it i don't know it seemed deranged like the this one seemed like as like you have to be sort of a sociopath because you're like um you're competitive you have a house in sun valley um you know it says your closet is um, peak perfection. It's like, you're really sort of a type A rich asshole. Yeah. Then we have the creature of comfort who I would say most of us are <laughs> at least this yeah, year. I'm a creature of comfort. Definitely a creature of comfort. But this one, it was like a little depressing because I'm like, oh, this person seems depressed because they're staying at home. They are always in lounge clothes. They're doing puzzles. You make a mean cuppa. <laughs> make a mean prefer cuppa. house shoes to high heels and have at least three candles burning at any given moment. I mean, this does kind of sound like me, honestly. You're watching a Nancy Myers marathon. The 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 photo that they show is like a woman who's like literally still in bed. And I'm like, Yeah, this, and this it is... looks like me, but like not as bad. <laughs> but I was like, oh no. You're not a creature comfort, honey. You're just depressed. You have depression. And then like one of her, th- she can get a vibrator too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, who is this person <laughs> just like sitting in their home like <laughs> Jacking off and watching. Watching uh, the Queen's Gambit. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Um, I like have had several roommates in my life that is definitely that person who just um, stays in bed all day. <laughs> Oh yeah. I mean, like I, I am definitely, I mean, I get out of my bed, but I don't go very far. No. Uh, then we have like a true chaotic person who's called the sun chaser, (laughs) who is a surfer chick from Malibu who doesn't have a job. And she just like, I don't know, goes around to different beaches and like doesn't do anything else. Um, a jet setter. She's a, but All she's, of her clothes are poplin and plain outfits, plus a solid pair of shades. I mean, this doesn't seem very wintry, but I guess if you're in LA. This is a person who doesn't exist, who has no job, and just flies from place to place, like follows the sun so they can always go surfing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If you're like a surfer, surfer chick. <laughs> and so uh, you wear this like, oh, uh, I do kind of like this outfit though. 
um with like matching top and skirt yeah yeah no it's probably the definitely the best outfit out of the four of them this seems like something you would like to wear this I, outfit wait, let me look i mean i know it's a skirt but um i i think in my best life i would want to be the sun <laughs> wait i'm just free no it's look it's a it's a bathing suit it's not a bathing suit. Oh, oh, the sir. Oh, I thought you were looking. I thought I was looking at the picture of the model. How Lucia? Oh yeah, no. Unfortunately, I mean, you're you're right that I think I've calmed down in my sort of bright print shirts. But like a couple of years ago, I would have definitely been in that in that Chow Lucia shirt. Um, I think it's cool, and I would want to wear the whole thing. Now, I mean, if I was like in Palm Springs for the weekend, I would wear it. But I, I would. It's like a little tasteless to wear. Um, at home, I think, <laughs> unless you're on vacation. Well, who's gonna see you? No, I got. I mean, yeah, I, it's too I, festive. I, you mean it's too festive for? It's a little time. too festive. Yeah, I mean, I just uh, rotate between my like plain uh, white or gray t-shirts or my blue Marianne Williamson t-shirt, and that's about all I wear right now. Yeah, all I wear are my. Kate, <laughs> the only clothes I wear are made by Kate Hudson. <laughs> <laughs> I wear Kate Hudson workout clothes. Mm, every day of my life and it's really sad although Lizzo was wearing a Fabletics when she posted herself with that juice and everybody got mad at her and then they got people got mad at the people oh people mad. got mad because she went on a cleanse or something yeah so people oh yeah that's exactly what happened she was like and they were like you're supposed to be for body positivity and then everyone was like fuck you she can do whatever she wants and then I think Great. then there was <laughs> I thought you were gonna say Lizzo started her own subscription service and you started I mean, buying it. If she it. did, then I'd be really fucked because then I'd be out another fifty dollars. <laughs> like I can't have another subscription service come out. I uh, have to cancel the Rihanna one. I have to cancel it. Uh, yeah, I would say start. I mean, fa- like Fabletics. I like now everyone's wearing a lot of athleisure with the Rihanna because the, the Rihanna one is more like lingerie and stuff, right? Yeah, but I do like to keep that stuff pretty well refreshed sure and i don't have like i'm not going out and i no, and i think you could i mean but it's you not, them. i hate all of it so much they need to have a subscription service subscription service where you get a different subscription service every month so then you get like you know what i mean like you get the fabletics once a year and you get rihanna once a year and then you have other ones like a normal person going shopping once a year. Yeah. Just getting like shit sent to them that they're like, oh, what the fuck is this? Okay, wait. And then we have to talk about the, the fourth archetype, which is the scariest one. And also like the one who I'm like, oh, I God, I know a lot of these people. And they're called the eclectic. Oh, shit. And she is a DJ slash producer slash art director. She wears bold patterns. And the picture of her is just like leaning in like a crazy um maxi dress like leaning back onto some a shelf full of pottery i mean it looks like a muumu and then she's wearing like slippers with stripy socks and she's leaning against her pottery shelf yeah. and her like vases uh they say her the top artist on her spotify wrapped was definitely tame impala which i don't i don't I know mean, who that is not to be like a music nerd but like tame impala is not like alternative it's like they literally work with it? like taylor swift they, uh, sort of a like post-rock loungy um a little trippy music um but they work with like T- taylor swift and beyonce it's not like some indie little person i don't know I see. um 
and then she's wearing these boots. I do think definitely like Uggs and all that shit are coming back into style. Oh, thank God. I um, needed Uggs back in my life for a long time. Uggs, the shame around Uggs is like one of the hardest, was one of the <laughs> hardest moments for me because when I first moved to Chicago, I had a pair of Uggs. They were the most grotesque Uggs you've ever seen. They were white. They were like completely fur line. They had like, they were crazy. They were like extra Uggs. They were like Uggs on Uggs. Mm. They had like fur seams coming out of everything and they were really big and I get it. But Ryan, I mean, I could, I wore those fucking boots all winter long through the Chicago winter with no socks. Their boots in. But they were. You said they were white. So did they just get so dirty? No, because I I sprayed them with uh, stuff. They stayed pretty. They. I mean, eventually they got really dirty, but after like years, they were like in good shape after the first winter. But they were like so comfortable. They um. They, you didn't have to wear socks with them, and. They were like the only thing that kept my feet warm. They were amazing. They're like actually really good boots in like when it's in the cold. And then it, they just became like too basic and you couldn't wear them anymore. But like, and then I like never was like comfortable again in the winter. Oh, wow. Well, you said you didn't even wear socks with them? Are you, is that, you're not, you're not supposed to because wow. they have that, they're like shearling line. Oh so God. it's just like really soft. It's like walking on carpet. Yeah. Cause I, I do have a, an Ugg, like a pair of Ugg slippers that I, I really like, but I've never had like boots that I have worn in public, but maybe I should. Oh my God, they were so amazing. Um, but now they're, now they're trendy again. Good. Uh, okay. So wait, how, what would you try? Did we already say this or no? I also had a pair of black ones. I'm just remembering. Oh, okay. That seems, I would be more comfortable with black Uggs in a Chicago winter than white ones. I mean, it definitely gets, sloshy out there but man they were really comfortable um sorry what did you say wait what would what would you try do we already go over this or no oh yeah i would try the gift boxes <laughs> oh both of them i didn't even see what was in them i was just excited because i've been saying for months that goop i want goop to have a subscription service and mm. i was like this i thought that this was like the beginning of that maybe it is because I want them to do, like, I really want a Goop subscription box. I mean, they do and have it, subscription for their individual products. But, yeah, there's not, like, a... Not I, want. I want a box. I want it to be, like, Kate Hudson or Rihanna. I want to give them $50 a month, and then they send me something. <laughs> it's not going to be $50 a month. I'll tell you that right now. I know. But that's what I want. Uh, that would be great. And maybe, yeah, I mean, I, I think they, they are going to... They are going to go down that path that I'm sure they're thinking about it now. Cause that, that is like, it's, it's such a great money maker. Cause people just fucking forget. I sure did. <laughs> I get every month. Um, so you're gonna, you know, uh, buy the wellness box for yourself and give the sex box to Brian. That's yeah, exactly. He'll love it. <laughs> His, what is the There's vibrator called? More than a floral candle and like a vagina dildo for his, <laughs> I'm going to stop talking. <laughs> Uh, so my try was that, that new lip balm. Cause, um, the, the last experience I had with goop lip balm was pretty bad. So I'd be curious. To oh see yeah. You gave it. it to me. You hated it so it was much. So, I mean, it was literally like $1. Um, and it was just a stick of coconut oil and it, I mean, it, it originally, it just like made your lips like sandpaper. Yeah. I feel like coconut oil is sort of, people are done with coconut I think oil. It's, yeah. Cause, um, people started just like probably having 
heart attacks and started dying. Yeah, coconut oil was a total lie. That was quite a fake. I mean, that was like a real fad. Because now, I mean, just a couple years out of it, I don't. I yeah, I don't even really see recipes that much with coconut oil like they were a couple years ago. Mm-mm. It's really gone by the wayside. You know what's going to be the next trendy oil again is canola oil, but like now the um the uh the like cold processed like natural canola oil because mm. nigella uses it on her show and i feel like but she calls it rapeseed and it's like a it's like a natural non-processed one oh yeah that's that has like um mustard like it's she said it has like a mustardy taste to it rapeseed oil is like a it's like a yeah i've had i've that's out there well because there's grapeseed oil which I buy, no, I'm talking about rapeseed oil. But rapeseed, oil. I think in America they don't usually call it rapeseed oil because yes, they do. Like oh, I've really? seen rapeseed oil around. Okay. Like it's not. But I thought that was like a new. I thought it was like a slightly different type of olive oil. I thought it was no, like it's canola. Oil. That's what they they uh, started calling rapeseed canola oil back in the 80s and 90s because oh. there's a bad connotation with the word rape. Oh, I wonder why. And because most of the canola, the the rape seeds were grown in Canada, so they just called it canola. Interesting. Yes, I think I must have read this somewhere. Uh, but Nigella but, still calls wait, it by its original term. But wait, when did you read this? I no, it's just my it's my um my theory, my inspiration. Oh wait, when when did I read about canola oil? Yeah, because I feel like there have been like think pieces, <laughs> not think probably. pieces. Like, I probably pro- of like rapeseed oil, like every like once in a while. Uh, probably. I think. Oh, like yeah, this Guardian oil, Guardian article from 2012 called "The Rise and Fall of Rapeseed Oil." Oh, maybe I read it. I don't know, but now it's and rising again. It's back on track. Um, coconut oils out, rapeseed oils in. I mean, olive oil is always going to be in. Uh, olive oil is my favorite like olive oil yeah. just like it has the best flavor yeah i mean those are the only the only two i use with any regularity are olive and grapeseed oil just as like a neutral oil but i would i would switch from grapeseed to rapeseed i use like regular like non-fancy canola for um like Definitely, if you're making a lot cat, I'm like, just cook it in canola. Oh, yeah, like, the cheapest shit possible. Just, yeah, make it shitty. Because that's what our ancestors did. Like, no one was using, I mean, yeah, the, like certain things I, uh, should, like the cheapest vegetable oil. A lot of like cakes and stuff, I feel like, are better with cheap vegetable oil because it's like a softer texture than using butter or fancy oil. I don't know. Yeah. It has its place. Uh, and then, your buy is the lip balm? Lip gloss or the lip, lip gloss, balm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have one sort of similar to your Uggs for my buy is they had like a men's section of last minute gifts for Christmas. Um, there was a section called For Your Partner in Crime. And they advertised these amazing cashmere socks by a company called The Elder Statement for $155. And like... I've been, I just like live in my socks now. Like I don't really put on shoes very often. So I'm like, oh, I should treat myself and get, I mean, I'm not gonna get these ones, but like get something slightly better than the, you know, like 10 pack from Hanes. Oh yeah. I feel like if I don't have cute socks, I feel depressed. I 
John a long or a few years ago got me a subscription for like sock of the month club and they are they're really like cute socks but they're more to like, like they're more like business casual they're not for like lounging around at home yeah so I need like I want yeah I just want like the softest material possible I bet there's even cheaper cashmere ones I could find oh I'm sure I wear a lot of the long look because pop physique RIP used to make these like workout socks and mm. you can still get bar socks like everywhere. And like, that's like basically, I just wear those and or slippers. Yeah. Yeah. I love my slippers. I know. Well, it'll be okay. Uh, are we done? Oh yeah. I think we're totally I think done. that's it. All right, guys. Uh, go to Apple podcasts. Give us, we got a couple uh, recent reviews, which was really sweet. Um, Thank you. Go give us a five-star rating, write a nice review, helps people find the podcast. Go to uh, our Teespring store, get some merch. Go to patreon.com slash goop yourself. Sign up for our Patreon. We This week we'll be doing a bonus episode about our favorite lady besides Gwyneth, Dr. Jennifer Gunter and her Canadian show, Jen Splaining, which is now on Amazon Prime. Finally. People uh, demand it. Yeah, if you want to watch it, um, it's pretty, it's only six episodes and they're like 10 minutes long. So you could, you can get them all done pretty quickly. Yeah, um, although not painful. it's not that easy. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not painless. It's just like not, I mean, it would be more painful if it was longer. That's true. Um, all right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. We'll, uh, talk to you next week. All right. Bye. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from ways to win and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.